fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? Welcome to Energetic Health Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, yeah. And Happy New Year, everybody. Yay! I'm so glad you tuned in today, and I'm so grateful every time you share Energetic Health Radio and my research articles on the America Out Loud Network. Thank you so much for doing this. Let's do what's right and share information from the heart for the betterment of all. And let's do it with love. Love for each other and love for the truth. Because after all, sharing love is how we heal all the hurt that we're all going through. So if you're ready, let's go to work. What can we resolve to accomplish together in 2022, I wonder? Before we get to that question and before we get to today's interview with a man of tremendous integrity, a man who has toured our great nation at least three times, going coast to coast and back and forth, north and south, all over the place. He's headlined more than 100 COVID events. A man who is the founder of the Urban Global Health Alliance, Freedom Travel Alliance, and a proud member of the Disinformation Dozen. You know, those 12 people misleading everybody, telling the truth from day one, and who are being proven correct the further we get into this nightmare, right? Before we get into an uplifting interview with my brother from another mother, Kevin Jenkins, I want to share with you what I resolve to accomplish this new year. I resolve this year to accomplish the following. This year, I'm going to do everything I can to see a grand jury investigate the rampant acts of willful misconduct our research has found. And I hope I can have your support in that. We've got to get this to an independent grand jury, folks. We've got to get the people who are responsible for these crimes against humanity. We've got to make sure they are held accountable. I resolve to continue to teach to the best of my ability. Nothing great brings me greater joy than teaching. So I hope the style that I share with you and on radio show and in the articles and things like that are educational. I hope you learn something each time and I hope you enjoy the way we, we do it because I I think we're doing a good job, but you you never really know, but I hope we're touching you in a good way. And I resolve to celebrate my humanity by celebrating the gift of life God has given me every single day, every single day. It's so precious, so precious, and we take it for granted. And it's such a gift every single moment from the second we wake up through all the wonderful dreams we have the next night. It's all magical if we let it be the magic it's intended to be. Today's show, folks, won't be about stats and numbers. That'll be for next week. I got some major, major bombs to drop next week. But it is going to be about history, hope, and courage. So happy new year to you and everyone you love. We'll be right back with Kevin Jenkins, a man with a powerful message, perfect for this new year. Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, 
an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Ready to take control of your health? At EHI, we'll help you tap into the power you already possess, heal what hurts, as you learn organic, evidence-based nutrition, botanical medicine, Eastern energetics, Western science, and so much more. Learn what every doctor should know, learn from people who really care, and love what you'll learn for a lifetime. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org and bring the joy of energetic health into your life. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology, designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus Recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off. All right. Welcome back, everyone. You know, have you ever met someone and like you didn't know them before, but the first time you met them, there was just this spark, this connection, like you knew each other in another lifetime or something like that. That's the feeling I got the first time I met uh, Brother Kevin Jenkins, who I'm so, so happy to be here with us today. You know, folks, this is a great man. I love bringing people on my show of high integrity, high character. Um, people who are doing things that are right just for the sake of doing what's right. And he is a shining, absolutely shining example of this. Uh, Brother Kevin, you know, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? My friend, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm and doing thank you for great. Your kind introduction. You know, you always <laughs> make me feel good when you say something about me. You know, it's, it's just, you know, I think all of us that do this work, you know, we're kind of tough. We, you have to be tough to do this work. I mean, there's no way you can be a weak individual because you're being attacked every day. But I think being attacked only makes you stronger, actually, to tell you the truth. Well, but I, I, um, I, I just got to tell you, I think that, you know, you know, every time you say something about me, I'm like, oh, man, that's my brother. <laughs> I'm like a little kid. I'm like, oh, man, that's kind of you. I appreciate you. Well, we, we do hug each other with words, don't we, brother? We do. You know? I believe in hugging. You know, yeah. I believe in that. I'm, I, I, I'm right there with you. You know. There's so much that I want to talk about with you today, and you have such an incredible message. You know, uh, your your nationwide tour. You've actually done two or three nationwide yeah. tours at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, the message that you get out that I love. It's so unique. Is that it's about love. You know, that you you openly are discussing. So many of us are trying to push numbers and analysis and legal and everything, and you're constantly tapped deeply into the humanity of it all. And I really appreciate that about your message. So you've been saying that 2022 is going, and by the way, happy new year again, everybody. 
<laughs> you have been saying that 2022 is going to be the year of health freedom fighters going on the offensive. Now, it feels to me that in 2021, we're being set up to be segregated all over again. So I'm very interested to hear um, about your thoughts on this. But what what are you thinking about us going on the offensive in 2022? Well, I, I think that's the, I think that's the best strategy for us. Last year, very interestingly, there were people for years talking about what was happening to their children and fighting big pharma and trying to get people to understand what they were saying. So in a, in a way that those people kicked open a door for us, those women kicked over the, kicked open the door for us, those other organizations like NBIC and other great mm-hmm. organizations that mm-hmm. were trying to educate people all around the country, around the world, they kicked open the door for us. And I am so, you know, I love Barbara and everything that NBIC mm-hmm. is doing and CHD yep. is doing and your group is doing, but there were a group of people that kicked open this door you know, and I'm very appreciative because they were doing the work to save humanity a long time ago. But we oh, were still yeah. in a defensive mode. We were still in the defensive mode. Last year, um, we realized what was getting ready to transpire with relates which which related to um, segregation and related to segregating society and bringing mm-hmm. back bigotry and bringing back racism and bringing back segregation. We, we, we kind of started figuring out the system that they were going to be putting in place. You know, this whole digital system that will control your life, control who you love, control where you live, control where you bank, can even stop you from earning. And all of that stuff that we were saying, people were saying, oh, no, that's a conspiracy. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, that'll mm-hmm. never happen in America. But when you really think about it, it's been happening in America for some time. So that's when everybody pulled out their um, constitution. Mm-hmm. and pulled out their Bill of Rights and mm-hmm. everybody kept taking out their American flags and this is America, this is America. No, it's not. We've given America away because of our complacency. And I believe a lot of us are more culture corrupt or just as culture corrupt um, as the people that we're fighting. So last year, we were on a defensive, trying to explain to people what was going to happen, tracked and tracing, what was going to happen, segregation right. of society based on your health status. What was going to happen? Nazism back at our front door. What was going to happen? Slavery back at our front door. What was going to happen? We started explaining to them what Corona was, how it's being used, who mm-hmm. are all the global players. I mean, we, we were on the defensive. Mm-hmm. Nobody actually believed it until now that they're, now they're living. it. But mm-hmm. this year is about being on the offensive. This is about going into the streets. This is about reclaiming your government, reclaiming, reclaiming your educational system taking your kids out of these schools, looking at politically how we can get rid of these host of characters that, that really believe they have more value than we do, mm-hmm. kind of reestablishing what government in the world and the community looks like for us. We should, we should no longer be in a place where we're over-explaining what we already know. We see it. So this year is about being on the offensive, going into your neighborhoods, going after your local elected officials, taking back your government, and divesting from any corporation, divesting from any group, divesting from any religious institution, divesting anything that suggests that we should be segregated in any way, any group, any company, any individual, we should divest from them. Amen, brother. And then we should build a model where we start to take back what is rightfully ours. And that means our government, that means our life, that means our children, that means our family. Look, for families to be breaking up now, based on 
flawed data, based on flawed science, based on a, 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 a strategy to eviscerate not just you know us as indi- I mean not just us as individuals, but to ev- eradicate the species. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a real problem for me. So we have to get on the offensive. We have to yeah. stop crying into the wilderness saying, look, we were right. Everybody knows we were right. And if you don't know that we were right, you need to pick up a book. You need to make a telephone call. You need to do some more due diligence. Right. But everybody in the world, we have a world movement now that we should be taking action. This is a year of being offensive. Amen. Like today, I'm going after my mayor in my city. I'm challenging my mayor in my city. I'm raising $50,000 to debate him. He's not going to debate me, but no elected official in America, no clergyman in America, no company in America should be comfortable in thinking that we're going to continue to support them, finance them, spend our money in their places when they say that our lives don't have any value. We have to get on the offensive. 100%, brother. You brought up a couple of things for me right now. You know, I, I, Totally agree with you. I'm, I'm about to start filming a series of, I think, 33 to 40 different vignettes, about two, three minutes long, just answering simple questions for critical thinkers. Are these um, shots in, you know, are, are they experiments? Yes, the clinical trials, we can show all this information. We don't need to prove anything. It's already been proven. You know, the educational job we've done in 2021 is excellent. But when we look at the structure of society, it seems like we're going in reverse when they're talking about a vaccine passport. How about, and see, I have a problem with it right off the bat there, because it should be called a health passport if you really, and I would be vehemently opposed to that as well. But oh, if you're you if you're calling it a vaccine passport, then that means it's just a, a means by which a corporation can monitor whether or not you use their products. We wouldn't allow that for purchasing milk. We wouldn't allow that for purchasing bread. You know, we wouldn't let Wonder Bread put an app on our phone to make sure everybody's buying Wonder Bread. So why would we do that with a, a shot that has failed? Folks, if you haven't checked out the work that I uh, that me and my team have put together on vaccine breakthroughs, vaccine breakthroughs have increased by 78.8% in one month from November to December. Vaccine breakthrough hospitalizations have increased by 60% in one month. Vaccine breakthrough deaths have increased by 54.6% one month. The vaccine, this ex, this this experimental inoculation, this gene therapy, this thing that they we we put in quotation marks, calling it a vaccine, has failed, and they know it. They know it. So twenty two, I agree with you, brother Kevin, has to be on the offensive. Well, you you said something that is something that the thing that really is, you know, I'm going through this whole emotional thing about the fact that Black Americans. I mean, I want you to just think about this for a second. Without deeper understanding of, you know, what it is to be enslaved or what mm-hmm. it is to have public policy that's written to eviscerate your group. And mm-hmm. those pop public policies are still in place, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually worked against the 1964 Civil Rights Bill. I don't even think that exists anymore. On paper, it does, but not, you know, in real in life. application. Right, yeah, right. Not real life. But at the end of the day, you have black Americans. Black clergy. Black. Um, black media class. I don't. I have to give it another name because I have to be kind on your show. Um, you have the black entertainment class. You have the black elected official, the black pseudo intellectual. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, really, these people are actually taking the money 
from Big Pharma and then coming into our communities and saying it is a right to turn your body back over to your slave master. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna translate slavery completely different than it was before. We're gonna digitize it and you're gonna be enslaved for the rest of your life. You have to prove now that you are not infected in order to access society. Oh wait, no, that's not good enough because we don't believe in natural immunity. You have to prove that you've taken a, the devil's product. That, and that, see, that you said the right word, the devil's and, and, product. And what gets me is that, you know, the devil has been tithing, right? See, that's, that's what gets me about this. You start looking through some of the records and you see that pharmaceutical companies have been supporting black churches. Pharmaceutical companies and our government has used American taxpayer do uh, dollars to support black churches, to support. So where's that separation of church and state, right? You can't be on the take and putting up pop-up vaccine clinics in your church lot and, well, and minute, act Joe. like you're not taking money. Minute, <laughs> you can't but, do that. But, but these are the same people during the Easter season. These are the same people during the Christmas season. These are the same people during the season of Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's talking about Jesus Christ. Well, that's what I'm saying. And that's why I got to tell you, brother, I, I really love uh, the work that like people like Pastor Dave of the uh, Church yeah. of Glad Tidings in Yuba City have done. I mean, I, I love them so much. And, and they get miscast as racists, you know, and I'm going to tell you, folks, one of the things that I've learned over throughout this COVID stuff and this this equity push or whatever, the, whatever they're calling it is, is that this BIPOC nonsense. Has, has been that my impressions of white people were very wrong. My impressions for much of my life of white people were very wrong. I've been embraced by white people in a way that I never thought was possible for. Why? Because I'm black? No, because I'm telling the truth. Well, I gotta, I gotta say something to you about that. I hate to break the bad news to you as a black American. Okay, go for it. Now that you, you just said that, and now that you care about the country, now that you care about you know, your people, and now that you care right. about faith and family, you know, right now, you're white supremacist. Right? I'm, I'm, I am now officially, you and I are the first two brothers in the planet that are white supremacists officially, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and this is informationist too, Kevin, because you made the dirty dozen list. I didn't, but you did, right? Wait a minute. You know, people, you know, I'm laughing about it because it's just so absurd. It's absurd. That, it's that it's black absurd. Americans, black Americans have bastardized Malcolm and Martin and I. Oh, God, yes. Paul. They just ripped those people apart. They have destroyed their legacies. And I think it is our responsibility to reclaim those legacies and push it out in the world in a correct way. Let, let's talk about one of those le legacies. You've been a huge proponent of black history and American history. Overall, I love that when we talk, we always get history in our conversation yeah. some way, right? We, I love nerding out with you on history because no, so few people can do it anymore, right? You know, you, you speak about Martin Luther King factor and you've used the terms recently, slavist and slavism, which I had me rolling, by the way, because I was like, this brother is coining some funny ass. It wasn't, I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm such in a good mood talking to you, man. I just feel good. I needed to talk to you today because I just love you so much. And I love the work you're doing. And I love your scholarship. And I love your genius. I mean, I'm always inspired when I'm reading your stuff. I say, this is the hardest working man in the world. I mean, because you're giving us the real data. You're making us do some work. You're making us dig a little deeper. But let me just talk about, you know, my love for... 
Folks, by the way, I'm, I'm blushing right now. If you can see me right now, my cheeks are very, very rosy. Go for You're it, brother. Friend. You're my friend, man. <laughs> I, I love it. But let's, let's, let's like really spend a couple of seconds on this. Think about this for a second. Last year, all we heard was the, this discussion about racism in America. Um, all we heard last year was, you know, we have to do something to deal with the issue of police brutality and we have to do something about equity for black Americans. And I mean, they just went on and on. It was the greatest con job ever. Amen. Greatest con job. Because they got us all focused on this issue of race as, as if, you know, white people are responsible for what black people are suffering. I mean, are black people suffering and white people are evil and, you know, black people, we're just never going to be anything. We're just a victim class and mm -hmm. we will never get anything because of white people. I mean, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. It was a lie and, the and moment me, it came out of their mouth. Right. And, and so just check this out, though. Black people have become such a victim class. And the people mm -hmm. that are promoting that victimhood are people mm -hmm. that look like us. Yep. Paul Robeson, Paul Robeson was not a victim. Nope. Ida B. Wells was not a victim. Not a chance. She, she was the one advocating for a gun. <laughs> have a you gun. Know, uh, Think about these great human beings, right? That sacrificed their lives for us. Mm -hmm. Mega Evers. I mean, mm -hmm. think about these men that said, I'm going to fight for black life, not to be a victim, not to be a slave, not to live in bondage, but black life, because I love black life. And if you love black life, you have to love white life. And if you love white life, you have to love everybody. Mm -hmm. right? So they didn't say that I hate the white man. Nope. They said, I am a human. I have rights, I love my people, and I'm going to fight in my square to make sure my people get the equal access to power and money and education that we deserve, because we work for it. But they weren't saying giving it to us as a handout. We didn't want a handout. No, we never. Giving, we're, right. we're workers. We've always been the hardest workers. That's the biggest lie, that we were lazy. We've always been the hardest workers the people in the whole country. The, link, the people that sell the... It's very interesting. The The... During Reconstruction, what did we do? We built a whole new world. We built our own churches. We built our own schools. We built our own roads. We built yep. our infrastructure of community and family. Yes, now, of course, it. the Compromise 1877 disrupted that. Right. But Black Americans were always about what? Faith, family, and freedom. But guess what? Ownership. So over the last 25, 30, 40 years, you know, coming out of, you know, the Lyndon B. Johnson era, the great society, we cut the deal with the devil. Yes, we did. But, but what they did was they picked people that look like you and I in our communities to suppress that kind of discussion about ownership and mm -hmm. to and, and repress that kind of discussion about having our own life and our own world, not separating from the country, but making sure that our communities are vibrant, mm -hmm. where we own them, where we have principles, where we have morals, we have values. Where Black we're not America, on welfare. Not on welfare. Black Americans, Black Americans have to re-engage themselves and re-engineer re themselves to get away from that thinking. But the first thing we have to do is get rid of the people in our community that look like us, that sell us garbage as hope every day, that are the guard dogs of the oligarchs, mm -hmm. right? That get mm -hmm. up every day and they work as a proxy against Black Americans. Now, let me tell you what, how I'm framing this now before I get to the slavists and the slavism. These black elected officials, 
that are pushing the slave passport, that are pushing mandatory <laughs> experimental biologics on their people, is now continuing the strategy of Margaret Sanger and eugenics and the Rockefeller Foundation and, and Bill Gates and Soros and so many other people. It, this is all just a, a continuation of that. It's just eugenics. All right. So, so think about this, though. Du Bois, Bethune, and the church mm-hmm. and the Black intellectuals of their time supported Sanger on aborting our Black children. Now, this right. is it on steroids. This is mm-hmm. depopulation of the Black race on steroids because you know why they can get away with it? Because 65% of us work for the government, mm-hmm. 0.1, 0.2 own anything, mm-hmm. right? And we are now considered a bottom caste. We yep. don't even have the full citizenship that the, 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 the immigrant, the illegal immigrant has in coming into this country. That's how much they undervalue us. You know why? Because we've given 95.5% of our power to a group of people that think we are only there to uh, work with them to transfer wealth to their families, mm-hmm. transfer power to their families, transfer wealth to their children. Kevin, I'm going to make uh, Kevin. I'm going to tell you to be quiet when you stop preaching the truth. Keep going, brother. Please okay. keep going. Okay. So, so you have to understand how insidious that is, and how that is a disease. Think that's that's a that's a form of mental disease. Mental. I kind of I got to come up with another name for it. But something is wrong with that. Where a group of people still consider themselves more Democrat. The same group of people that have stripped them of their humanity for the last 60 years, and you're running and giving 95.5% of your power to a group that told you just this year that you have no value and that we are going to take your life from you. Exactly. I think what it brings up for me, Kevin, is something you said in there is really important for everybody to understand. When, When Black people throughout the civil rights movement, we're fighting for equality, not equity. Equity is something that's in a house, right? I'm not, I'm not a commodity. I'm fighting for equality, right? You got to be careful with their words. What Black people were fighting for was equality. And equality didn't mean the reduction of somebody else down to my level. It meant me being acknowledged on your level, that we are all free, that freedom in this country now means for everyone. And it's supposed to mean that for everyone for all times. And what they did through the civil rights movement was they said, you know what, we have to get control back. How do we get control back? Well, let's, uh, you know, let's start up this welfare process. And now you get financial control. Let's bring them, invite them into the government to work for the government. Now we get control because we're controlling your paycheck, whether you work for the government or whether you're on welfare. We're controlling your source of financial income, your source of livelihood. That's where the coercion comes in. And now we can coerce and now we can influence and now we can now we can do all the things that we want to do because you are now re-enslaved yourself. And that's the danger thing. Well, you bring up you bring up a good point because I know we're moving on. Slavist and slavism. So yeah. this whole discussion about racism, throw it out the window. It has nothing to do with race. Yep. It has nothing to do with class. It has something to do with power and control. You have a group of Americans that are slavists, meaning mm-hmm. that they represent the theology and, and they understand that that theology of being a slavist only, work, only works for them when they enslave us. So there's a group of people that believe in slavism, like racism, there's slavism. Slavism activates the slavists. And guess who the slavists is in this country right now? You ready? You ready? Black Americans. They're enslaving their own people. They're Mm. slavists. 
Mm-hmm. They're at the altar of slavism. So, right? He, so now that, you got to take these words. Come on, you know who gave me these terms? Who? Tara Thornton talking to her one day. She says, Kevin, they're slavists. I almost fell out of my chair. I said, wait a minute. I said, cool. <laughs> I did. I said, wait a minute. You know, so that's where I'm at. We need to explore those terms. Folks, you know, what's very interesting to me when you say that, Kevin, is the, P, the group that's being misrepresented as slavists are just your everyday white person, working class white person, right? It's the worst time in the world. I never thought I'd live in a world where it's better to be a, a brother than a, a white dude walking around in America, but it is for the last couple of years, right? And then when you look at, when you look at it, it's nothing can be further from the truth because when you look at the makeup of the health freedom movement, it's all inclusive of all people, right? All you got to do is have a brain and be able to critically think and love freedom. That's, that's all that is required to be in attendance here, right? But what it brings up for me, Kevin, as we go to break right now is something you said, which is victimhood. Too many people in this country, our people especially, right, Black folks, have embraced victimhood. I've seen this in our people and I've seen this in women a lot as well. Embrace as a uh, embraces a badge of courage. This idea of I have a right to be a victim. That being a victim is something to aspire to be. God never, God didn't give you life so that you could be a victim with the life, this gift of life He gave. So I have a, something that I say every morning. I'm going to share this with the audience right now before we go to break because I think it's powerful. Every morning in my prayers, I say to myself. When I get to this particular question, I, I recite 20 questions. And if you want to check those out and go to the very first show we did <laughs> on here. But one of the questions, when I get to it, the starts like this. Victimhood is a prison I refuse to live in. There isn't a day of my life that I'm ever going to allow myself to be a victim, anybody's victim. Because when I do, I surrender my power, the gift of life that God gave me, I surrender it to people who don't deserve it and people who want to profit off of it. So folks, when we come back after the break, we're going to come back with more Kevin Jenkins. We're going to talk about the vision for 22. We're going to talk about a lot of love. All right. Because that's what's going to ultimately get us where we want to go. We write back after these messages. Folks, emergencies don't last for years. From the outset, the CDC repeatedly violated federal laws to hyperinflate COVID data and defraud the American people. And we're seeing them do it all over again with Omicron and genomic sequencing. They lied while we died. They failed while we suffer. They profit while we fight for what's right. If you're tired of this new normal of willful misconduct and corruption, if you're tired of criminals getting away with criminal acts, and you're ready to fight for freedom using love, logic, and light, the light given to you by God, then we encourage you to sign the grand jury petition that can set us all free. Go to COVIDCon21 to educate yourself on the alleged crimes that must be brought to justice. Join the more than 100,000 Americans demanding transparency, integrity, and accountability in our government. This isn't a party issue, this is a freedom issue. Fighting for freedom takes guts. But it also takes money, folks. It takes money to ensure that we can educate the public with accurate information. It takes money to fund the attorneys fighting for us. Go to covidcon21.org, sign the petition. If it moves you, donate. 
we would really appreciate it because every dollar goes to make a difference. As you all know, I don't make a penny on anything related to COVID. I won't take a penny on it ever. Let's join together. Let's do what's right. And let's make sure we enjoy the fight. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio after these messages. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of 2022 is upon us. Happy New Year, my fellow Americans. Well, for last year's words belong to last year's language, and next year's words await another voice. That's from T.S. Eliot. Here's to your voice being heard in the new year. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Because of COVID-19, many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 112 times per month. But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. All right, welcome back, everyone. You know, um, really powerful uh, last segment uh, with uh, Kevin Jenkins. And, you know, folks, I, I want to make sure that we're very inclusive here, right? Because sometimes we start talking about Black folks and stuff like that. And if you're not Black, it can make you feel like, well, you're not talking about me. I can let everybody know with 100% certainty, if you are on the side of health freedom and you are saying, I am not going to let them put a needle in my arm under any circumstances, it doesn't matter what color you are, you're black now. All right. Because you're experiencing the same thing we've been experiencing our whole lives. Okay. So you, you've just been given an honorary blackness card, enjoy it, use it in good health. All right. So brother Kevin, I know we, we off, we off the rails already. They go, they're going to yank me off the air. All right. <laughs> Whatever. That's okay. That's okay. But you know what though, it's really interesting because you know, Doing the traveling I've been doing, yeah, I got to tell you something. I'm in love with this country. Me too. I'm in love with every American. Me too. I know we're fighting for the same thing, faith, yep. family, and freedom. I'm yep. very proud of this country. I believe this country is going to stand on the Constitution. They're going to stand on what's right. And mm -hmm. I believe my people, my group, is going to be right there in the middle because they have a lot to lose too. Because let me tell you something. One thing I learned and came crystal clear to me, we are one America. Yep. And we can't allow them to separate us and segregate us because that's how they win. And, and especially when we say them, because there's a tendency for, for folks to put in their head, oh, is he talking about all white people? No, <laughs> we are talking about the 0.1% of eugenicists, globalists who think that they have a right to tell everybody what to do. Most of them just happen to be white, but that's not, it's not a color thing. It's not a race thing. It's a mentality thing. 
Yeah. Right, right. You know, if you're a eugenicist, me and you don't get along right off the bat. We just do not get along we're, and we're not going to get along. And there's nothing you're going to be able to do or say to sway me. No matter what your nationality is. It is. I don't care. I, I don't, I don't care. Your, your thought process is a psychosis. You are mentally ill and I'm not going to support that. And if you're still thinking that way, you're not an evolved human being. No, at all. No, you're, you're, you know, if, if you really want to get down to it, we're not going to go there. I'm not, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to bore. Cause I was about to go there and we're, we're, let's, let's stay on this. Cause I was going to go somewhere folks. And I think some of you listening know where I was about to go with this. <laughs> But we're not going to go there. All right. So let's get on back on this, Kev. You know, one of the things I love that you do when you're in person speaking, and uh, it's always a privilege being present, you know, because there's an energy that you cultivate in the audience, you know, um, is that you bring kids on stage. You always bring kids on stage. And I know we've talked, you do it to remind the audience of, of why we're doing all this. But my curiosity is why is your work so dedicated to our children's future wow yeah no 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 small question there right yeah but it's 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 a it's a great question and it's a very painful question for me and mm. i hate when people ask me that question because it evokes um, emotion for me mm. you know when i was growing up as a child i grew up in a community that adored and loved me and trained me along with my parents to be a man to be a leader to be a good human being you know, to, to love life and, and to love God. And, but the paramount, the, the foundation of all of that, I should say, was the fact that I was a free person. I was mm -hmm. able to do that because I was free and my community understood freedom. The reason I bring children up, and you explained it quite simply, is because I want people to connect to why we're doing what we're doing, as mm -hmm. you've just said, but in a deep emotional way, mm -hmm. a deep spiritual way, a deep loving way. We have to understand that our children deserve a better life than what we are giving them. We cannot give our, our children a life of fear and bondage and slavery. You know, we can't give them a, a life of mental illness and pain and anguish because we're not doing the work to stand up for them. Amen. When you kill the child, you kill the earth. When you kill the child, you kill the sun. You, when you kill the child, you kill our species. And that is what they're doing. That's this, this genocide is so scary that they actually believe that they have the power to destroy our life force, mm -hmm. which is our children. And even when I bring, I bring the children up for me too, God. Mm -hmm. I bring it up to me to remind me of why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not doing this to be a celebrity. I'm not doing this to get rich. I'm not doing this. I'm doing this because my mother and father trained me to always understand when it's time to rise to the occasion to stand up for humanity, stand up for your family, stand up for yourself, to be courageous. That's why I use the word God courage. Because mm -hmm. I had to connect to something greater than myself to understand that God is using me to preserve and protect his greatest creation, which is a child. Chills, brother. I just got chills. And that's why I do what I do. And, you know, it pains me that my children, you know, when I say my children, I mean all of our children. I mean, your children are my children. Are walking around with the mask of shame. They're bowing into technology that are, is eroding, eroding their God consciousness. Yes. Like our kids are not kids any longer. And we're allowing, we're, 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 
we're doing it ourselves. We're allowing it to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying we got to take a step back and take a deep breath and reassess this because once they and they've been practicing on killing our children for decades. Not just black children, all of our children. Yeah, they have been. You know, this is that's this is why, that's why I do. That's why I'm committed. This for me is the year of being on the offensive in the year of the child, uh, the real year of the child, not the mm-hmm. manufactured year of the child. Amen. Well, we're, we're going to fight for. I mean, that's that's been my thing. I, I look at my son and I go, you know, he's a teenager now. He's had two really of the worst years of his life, you know, and he's not alone by any stretch on that. He did a great interview with me uh, a couple of weeks ago. You know, if you haven't listened to it, check it out on podcast. I will. Um, it's, uh, you know, it was it, one of the things that I was really proud of him was that he, like many of his his uh, kids his age, they see through all this. This doesn't, it, 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 he calls it a logic fail. You know, there's so many logic fails all over. And it's like, great. That tells me one, that you're thinking logically. And I really, I really appreciate that. Cause sometimes as a parent, you know, you know, it's in there, but you don't know if it's being used. Right. So to, to see that it was, is really, really good. But I just, I, I think to myself, Kevin, when I look at him, you know, and this is what got me started last year on this was, I know this is evil. I know there's lies and there's corruption and there's criminal acts going on. What am I going to tell my son if I don't do anything about that? What example am I setting as a parent raising a young man because he's not a child anymore? What example am I setting if I'm not willing to fight for his future? How can I teach him how to fight for his kid's future if I don't teach him how, if I don't show that I'm going to fight for his, right? This is our duty. It's not just about, you know, it's not just about um, being right, that disease of being right. I know we're right. It's now do I have the God courage to do my duty? And that's when I got the chills. When you said God courage, I could feel God in the room. And it's okay for us to have these conversations with each other. God is present. The only time that God, you think God isn't present is when you are choosing to not acknowledge God, the presence of God. And if you have a problem with me using the word God, then you need to go and have a prayer and meditation yourself and get reconnected. Because there is something far greater than any of us could ever be that gave us the gift of life. And I'm going to celebrate my creator at all times. And I don't care what name you need to use to celebrate your creator. I I support all of it. But whatever name you use, we have to make sure in 22, we get reconnected with our God courage, like Kevin is saying. Now, Kevin, you're into the energy of words. I love this. This is one of the things me and you connect. We connect on so many different levels, don't we? Yeah, this is another yeah. thing we connect on is the energy yeah. of words. Well, nobody wants to be on that one o'clock calls when we really have the conversation. <laughs> we start coming. So the energy of words, they can bring us to freedom or they can enslave us. They can keep us very healthy mentally or they can take us into psychosis like the eugenicists are. They're in this deep psychosis, right? Recently, you've been talking about they and we in your talks. Can you share with the audience a little bit more about what you mean by they and we and perhaps give us an example? You know, a a lot of, you know, what I've had the distinct honor of doing is traveling this country. And every city I went in and every state I went in, you know, I started listening to people. One of the things I learned, even though I talk a lot, I've learned the skill of listening to because I really wanted to know where people were. 
But then I kept hearing this word, they. They are masking my children. You know, the government is doing this to us. You know, they are stopping us from shopping. They are stopping us from traveling. See, I started saying to myself, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Are you saying those people are responsible for taking your power away from you? See, then I started like really thinking about the word they and we, the power of language, the power of these words, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and, and, and when I was in San Diego, it all came together for me on the stage in San Diego. And I realized when you say the word they, that means you're already conquered. Mm-hmm. When you say the word they, that means you already accept slavery. Mm-hmm. When you say the word they, that means you have surrendered every part of your being to another group of people to have power over you, which will allow them to enslave you, which will allow them to disconnect you from something greater than yourself, which will allow them to keep, be able to keep manipulating you because you're still looking to them, the they's, to resolve your issues when you already see what they is doing to you so when you say they are masking your kids you're masking your kids when you say they are using the slave passport to stop me from going into a store or stop me from traveling you are allowing that Mm -hmm. because you're giving your power to the they as opposed to giving your power to the we Mm -hmm. now when you Mm -hmm. say we right you mean that means freedom when you say we, that means we are unified in power. Mm-hmm. That's right. When you say we, that means we understand the power of love and how that unifies us and how that gives us strength to beat any tyranny. And that's, that's right. what Malcolm figured out. That's what Martin figured out. That's what all of the people in the 60s and the 1800s that were fighting for all of their rights all around the world and Africa and all around this planet. They understood the power of we can defeat the power of they every time every so you time can't keep using this is what i mean we got to be on the offensive you can't when you use the word they you surrender automatically i can't manage you anymore if you keep using the word they we need to take it out of our vocabulary because it is something that operates against you it strips you of your power but when you say we that means you are now connected as a group and i mean everybody when you're in an audience and you lock arms and you hold hands and you look at each other and say, I love you. And that's you right. Love each other, yep. That's the power of we. And I figured it out. And, you know, I got to tell you Doc, mm. I was so freaking wrong. And so? All of the history lessons that I got with mm-hmm. all of the great theologians that I listened to with all of the great historians and all of my full life. I've lived a full, beautiful life with a lot, with some pain. But because of my life, I understood even how to deal with that. Yep. And I realized that what all of them were saying is white America, black America, this is not sustainable. We have to find some commonality. We have to find something common in our Mm -hmm. spirits Mm -hmm. because we understand the history of this country and what it's done to black Americans. But we have to now move in a way that we can clearly understand what they are attempting to do to us on this planet. So the power of we pushes them off. The power of we, they, they're running for the hills once we unite. That's why you and I are such a threat. That's why we're now in the, in the category of a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah, that's why we made the list. <laughs> see, we is so powerful. And I started saying to myself, Kevin, you know what? That's it. I'm telling everybody that I talk to in every stage, get rid of the word they. 
and find that word we, because that mm -hmm. we connects us to something greater than ourselves and it unifies us and we become one big consciousness. Like right. this one big consciousness of energy that we can now push out into the world and now connect with all of the other freedom fighters and connect with all of the people fighting against this tyranny and we become one. We become one. That one and we will defeat these enemies, the enemies of God, the enemies of family, the enemies of faith, the enemies of, the, mm -hmm. of our humanity. Well, well, Kevin, you know, I think it's very interesting because we heard last week from Biden and Fauci and Walensky that they're anti-faith. Right. What did they tell everybody and their anti-family? You, even though we only had at that point when they came on on Monday or Tuesday, the 21st and the 20th, uh, excuse me, the 20th and 21st of December. There was exactly one confirmed case of Omicron circulating in the United States based upon genomic sequencing. Exactly one. It was recorded on the 17th of December. Right. This is the only thing, only case that was out there. But they were saying that, hey, if you're um, if you're unvaccinated, you you shouldn't be around your family during Christmas. Wait, what? What are you talking about? What are you talking? They've been around their family all year. What are you talking about? And any family that would segregate another member of their family because that member didn't take a pharmaceutical project, that family has problems, bigger problems than segregation. But you can hear it in Fauci and Biden and Walensky. They didn't want families to come together on Christmas. They didn't want families and uh, to allow unvaccinated people into their <clears throat> into their you know, into their love, into their, their you know, into, into, their, into their family dinners. And then they even got the churches on those same, you know, the places the devil is tithing now to come out and say that unvaccinated people shouldn't go to church. What are you talking about? Do you really think that God, do you really think Jesus, do you really think, you know, Jehovah, do you really think, you know, um, you know Yahweh, do you really think that uh, Allah, do you really think that God... <laughs> is going to say, well, if you're not vaccinated, you shouldn't come and pray as a community. That's one of the dumbest things in the world, right? So, you know, when, when I hear people saying this kind of stuff, it's like they're just giving themselves away. Well, but you, know, you, but you have to have the courage. You have to have that courage, like you've been saying, to see them got, for I what got, they are. I got to tell you, just listening to you, just like it, it is mind boggling, but I understand it. I, I, I think I do anyway. There are a couple of people on this planet that want to stay dialed into the matrix. They want to be slaves. Mm -hmm. And we should allow them to be that. Sure. It's, if that's how you want to exercise your freedom, I support you. I have no problems with that. God bless you. But right. the majority of the world, they want to be connected to something greater than themselves. They it's want to be able to see God's face for the right answers. That's they want right. to be able to find their God courage to fight against this tyranny. And, you know, it's very interesting when I heard people say, oh, my family members told me I had to take a test to come to their house. I said, well, you, those are not your family members. No, those aren't. Those are slave those are, those are not. And, and you, uh, you said something that was very important. You already had issues in that family dynamic anyway. Yep. But yeah. I got to tell you something that's great that's happened. You are my family. We have a new tribe now. It's one. It is a that's right. beautiful thing that's happening in this world right now that I have a big family, right? I have a big family all over this country of people that I can talk to and be inspired to talk to and they give me inspiration and we're all fighting for the same thing, to be connected to something greater than ourselves, to love each other as human beings, 
to find something great that we can accomplish to save humanity. Because let me tell you something. Mm. This is just not about your human rights. This is not just not about your civil rights. This is not just your right to vote. Mm -hmm. This is about saving the species. See, the fight we have is the final fight. This is it. This is, this is the big bout. This is the big bout. This is the this is the 15 round bout between the globalists and the tyrants and God's children. That's right. And, and, and we got to understand that. And what God is doing is testing us. He's showing us who everybody is now, but he's showing us there's a pathway. And let me tell you what the pathway is. Hmm. The pathway is courage because God rewards courage. And the yes, reason why your life is so beautiful now, right now, Doc, and the reason why my life is so beautiful now is because God has chosen every one of our new tribe members, all of us, to be the vessel or vessels to save this planet, to save humanity, to save the child. Not you and I, You're right, but to right. save the child. The child is the most important factor in the universe. Mm -hmm. so, so for me... You know, I, I got to tell you, love and respect and the power of we and the power of, you know, unity, it's coming to light. And I'm so happy that you're in my life. And I'm so happy that all of the people are in my life that I've had the time to spend with this year. It has changed my life. I am what, you know, normally people tell you they have life changing experiences. Mm -hmm. I've had two. I've had two. When my father was murdered in front of me, I never shared these stories. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this year, I could fight just the way he taught me to save the planet and save our children. And mm -hmm. that these two experiences have formed me and changed me in these last two years. Amen, brother. My goodness. And thank you for sharing that with you. I know you don't share that very often. Thank you for, for trusting us enough to share that with your family, because everybody who's listening, folks, we said you had a you got a, a, a blackness card, right? Using good health to start the segment. Um, what that really means, everyone, is that we are family. Yeah. We are going to treat each other like we are family, right? That it's not about the color of your skin. It's about what's in your heart. Are you a good person? And are you willing to engage your God courage to do what's right and protect the children, right? That's what it's all about. So, folks, um, Kevin Jenkins, thank you so much, brother, for being here and, and spending some time with us here today on Energetic Health Radio um, we're just so privileged to have you. And, and let's make sure this isn't our last one that we do together on the show. Okay. No, without question. Let's first of all, you know, I enjoy being in your company anyway. You're my brother. And um, I hope everybody that's listening to the show have a great New Year's um, with their family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this year is about being, you know, in action and finding out God courage and um, taking back our lives. Amen. Thank you. Amen. All right, folks. Wasn't that a great interview with Kevin Jenkins? So grateful for him giving us some time today. You know, folks, here are my final thoughts. We are family, regardless of the color of our skin or who we pray to or how we pray, as long as who we pray to is about love. We have power, and it's called God courage. And like Lionel Richie says, you can check this out. He's got a great song on it. Love will find a way. 
So let's make sure 22 is all about love, love of God, love of our creator, love of freedom, and love for our family. Next week, I'm going to update you on the vaccine breakthrough data that's going to blow your mind. And we're going to challenge this absurd notion that Omicron is sweeping the nation with solid empirical evidence for all variants. I'm going to expose some stuff next week that's going to really um, make it hard for them to lie. The reality is, folks, though, that we have been lied to and that we're being lied to yet again. So let's make sure in 22 we put it into that with love. May our creator shine his divine light down upon us, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio and the Energetic Health Institute. Peace be with you.